This episode of the Fight Talk Podcast is brought to you in part by Vacated Title. Vacated Title is an elite design and lifestyle brand for wrestlers, promotions, and wrestling fans. VacatedTitle.com will be launching soon, and check out at Vacated Title on Twitter for the latest updates. Hey everybody, welcome to Fight Talk. I'm Steven Jensen. Today's episode of Fight Talk is my WWE Royal Rumble 2017 review with Jeff Meacham of NoDQ.com. You won't be hearing a formal introduction on this episode because it's part of a much longer conversation that I split into two separate podcasts. So you'll be hearing the other part of this conversation soon where we talk at length about Ronda Rousey and other UFC topics. Also, before we get started, please check out my merch at whatamaneuver.net. There are multiple sizes and colors for people of all ages. Once again, that's whatamaneuver.net. And thank you very much to everyone that has helped support the Fight Talk podcast. That being said, kick back, relax, and enjoy this Royal Rumble review from myself and Jeff Meacham. Jeff, you ready to talk some WWE Royal Rumble? You know, it's funny we're going to talk the Rumble here on Monday at 4 o'clock on my time, and I'll tell you why, because I I had it in my, okay, I was going to watch NXT, I was going to watch the Royal Rumble, and I was going to be ready, I was going to stay awake, I was going to, you know, sleep, you know, beforehand, sleep until I went to work, and I slept Oh, wow. Okay. So, so, so my perspective is nice and fresh. <laughs> okay. Dude, this is great. This is awesome. The first match was that six-woman tag. Uh, Becky Lynch, Nikki Bella, Naomi defeating Alexa Bliss, Mickey James, and Natalia. I thought I think it's cool to see Mickey James back. Uh, I've always been a big fan of her. She looks better than ever. Uh, what did you think about this match? Complete waste of the storyline already. She comes back, she's a, she's a big reveal under the mask, and then her and Alexis team lose. I, 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 poor cooking. I, I, I think they should have won. Yeah, and you know, I will say, I know this is nitpicking, but that's what we do as people who have watched professional wrestling as long as we have, like, that's pretty much all there's left for us to do, and I... I mean, I nitpicked so much and to the point of, like, annoyance. I, I annoy myself, but, like, Mickey James came out before Natalia. I'm like, why wouldn't she get the last entrance? I don't know why that even bo- bothers me, but it's like, make a big deal out of it. She hasn't been around in a while. Like, this is on the pre-show, but, like, you know, make a big deal out of it. She used to be a really big deal in the WWE. Number one is on the pre-show. Number two, they want her to come out next to Alexa because that's the team. Right. That's, uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm going to move on from that one. But, uh, yeah, that's that's that. Up next, we had the club defeating Cesaro and Sheamus. I want your thoughts on this one, man, because we just saw the record-long New Day title reign, which you, you actually, uh, last time we talked, uh, you had mentioned you saw a New Day split coming around then, and they're still together which is kind of crazy because I, I think they've lost a lot of steam. But they, had, they, break, they break the record, and like it's this huge deal, and Cesaro and Sheamus are the ones to do it, and they drop the belts like right away to the club. So what, what are you thinking about that one? I think that is WWE, and more importantly, the writers of WWE, writing 
writing a huge wrong that is going to affect Anderson and Dallas for the better part of a year. Because those two guys are too damn good to have not already been tag team champions at some point in their short-term WWE pairing. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. I, I just... I think it would have been some great heat had they won before the New Day broke the, the record. Because they kept like teasing them not getting it. And like what better way to get everyone to to get heel heat on them than like doing it before they break the record. I would have liked that personally, but that's just me. I think I think it didn't you know what? I think it didn't happen and this is gonna be one of the things that I'm gonna get hate mail about, but yeah, yeah, I could see that too, for sure. Interesting. After that, we had uh, Nia Jax defeating Sasha Banks, and this was, uh, I mean, it was only five minutes long, and Jax beat Sasha. Uh, what your What were your thoughts on this one, man? Because I, I, I didn't see that. I, I, I watched the match, but. And I know you just watched it today, but from what I remember, it was just like, it was clean, wasn't it? It was completely clean, and the way it should have been, honestly. They have booked Nia with Sasha so poorly. The fact that Nia's been this dominant monster heel the entire time she's been on the main roster, squashing everything and everybody in sight, including the crazy bitch, Lisa Fox. And then she has to go and sneak attack Sasha more than once. Big Nia Jax can't beat little 100-something pounds Sasha Banks, seriously. Right. That's a complete bullshit way of booking and Sunday's match. I couldn't agree more, man. That, and it's good to see Nia Jax like, kind of actually looking like a monster because she should. So it's... I want, I'm not saying I want Nia to be the one to dethrone Charlotte. But it should be a, a, a fairly competitive contest, at least, when it does happen. Yeah, I like that. I like that idea. And speaking of Charlotte, uh, the next match we had, Charlotte defeating Bailey, retaining her Raw Women's Championship. I I think that, I mean, I, I called this as far as, like, Flair winning, but I how can you root against her, especially on pay-per-view with her track record? One thing that I think is really interesting is I, I look at, like, kind of, like, gambling lines for like Royal Rumble pools and uh, just like time, you know, how long will matches go kind of, and this one was, will it go over under 13 minutes? It went 13.05. I took the under on mine. I was like five seconds off, but, <laughs> but, but uh, I, I, I mean, I like Charlotte. I can't say enough about her. I, and I really like the finish with her hitting the natural selection um, on the, on the outside, on the, the tough part of the, the ring apron. I thought I liked that a lot. Uh, what were your thoughts on on this match? And we've already talked a little bit about Charlotte, but yeah, what were your thoughts on this and Charlotte retaining? I think Charlotte should go to Chris Jericho's tail and get a pair of tight tights. I like it. Get race, race of all time. time. Race of all time. Race of all time. I like it. Although, although I would love for somebody that knows her phone number to place a call in Toronto and get new mama Trish back in shape and give her a run for her money too. Yeah, I heard her on, was it JR's podcast recently? I think she, uh... Lillian, Lillian, Lillian. Oh, okay. 
Um, I know, uh, I know Trish, I think she said she recently went blonde again, and now I, all I can think about is her getting back in the ring. I know she's a new mom and all, but so is, uh, Brooke Adams, and she looks like she's doing pretty good. Brooke looks ridiculous. Like, that girl got in shape hella quick. Yeah. She's pretty much my favorite. I love Brooke Adams. Like, I, I think she's gorgeous. But, I wish she, or she could have done more in WWE. She's a, I'd love to have her on Talk Wrestling at least once. That'd be great. Yeah, that would that'd be a hell of a, a hell of a person to talk to for sure. You got any other thoughts on like Bailey so far on the main roster? Um, kind of short. I, I, you know, I, I, she, she is one of those examples, and it, 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 it's very sad when I say this, but it's true. She is very much the epitome of big fish, small pond. Fish, big pond. Right. And I'm not. I'm not trying to say that NXT should be presented as a small pond anymore because it shouldn't be. NXT is right up there with Raw and SmackDown on equal level, in my opinion. But Bailey shined there. And to to be fair to Becky, Charlotte, and Sasha, Bailey shined brightest when she beat Sasha. And then when all three of them left. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. That was that was going to be my next point. Was she she shined, but they they had left at that point. Yeah, Bailey shined because she had to, and all the while they were grooming the big monster Asuka to come top the Bailey tree down, and sure as shit she did. Yeah, I you know I, I the one thing that I think Bailey really has going for her is if she can make a strong connection with the kids, which she already has a, a, done a really good job of, but especially in NXT, but I think she's the kind of character that she can get over enough on the main roster to bring in like those those kids. I think that she's going to be fine for a very long time. But yeah, uh, I, 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 I have people asking me, is she going to heal? I'm like, no. No, no, no. She is the one character that will never, should never turn heel, ever, ever, ever. She is a constant underdog. She is the epitome of babyface. No friggin' way. I agree 100%, man. Uh, And after that, we had the Universal title match. Uh, We had Kevin Owens defeating Roman Reigns. Jericho was suspended above the ring in a shark cage. I am on record so many times promising everybody that Roman Reigns was winning the championship at the Royal Rumble from Kevin Owens. And I was very pleasantly surprised. I was very happy to see Kevin Owens retain. But what are what were your thoughts on this match, and were you surprised as well? I was surprised until number 30 came out. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a great point. And we're going to definitely get to that um, towards the end. That, that, that literally... That, that whole scenario, which, oh, oh, great, yay, he's probably going to get him away from the world title picture, and instead he walked in and took a little crap middle of my later. Yep, okay, we're going to talk about that more. And just, yes, just one, one other question I have, one other question I have for you, correct me if I'm wrong, and I can always edit this out, but do you have, like, an outstanding beef of some kind with Kevin Steen from, like, forever ago? Don't, don't, don't edit the thing, by all means. 
Okay. Um, not a beef. It's just Kevin. I don't know if it's just me or my whole group, but with the exception of like the females of our group, Kevin always found a way to be a dick. Like always. Like I don't know if he was just being Kevin seen in character or what, but he was a constant prick every single month at PWG. Gotcha. So that's where that comes from. Because I, I know I know you've mentioned it before. And I don't remember where I heard it, like how often I heard it. But for some reason, I always had this thing in my mind, like, I wonder what Jeff Meacham thinks of this whole Kevin Owens uh, title reign, all the success this guy's had. And, and, and I will answer that. I think it's freaking wonderful. I am so proud as a, as a fan of somebody that watched, a guy that I watched, literally grow up in the business because he was a young, young man when I saw him. No beard, much thinner. Acne. He's, he's grown up in front of me yeah. and he's a champion of Raw. As much of a jerk as he was, you can't help be proud of that as a fan. Sure. That's really cool. That's, that's actually really cool to hear. So, man, yeah, so Kevin Owens retains. Uh, and we're going to definitely get more into what you were getting into when we talk about the Royal Rumble match for sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kevin, Kevin retaining was awesome. Jericho put his part so well. He did such a good job. And I wish I was on the record of saying this because I was so close to getting this right. But I was, so I was watching the Rumble with like a few friends. And I said, like, when Jericho got put up in the cage, I said, all right, what's going to wind up happening is Jericho is going to drop something to him because he's above the ring. I said, I bet it'll be brass knucks. And Roman Reigns will Superman punch him with it. And that's what's, you know. That's what's gonna get the win, like after a spear or whatever. And he whips yeah. out he whips out brass knuckles and drops them, and I was like, no way. He actually no way. And I was just waiting for that to happen, and it never did. You know, it, 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 when we when we talk about the rumble and what happened with Roman, there's a something. I, I got a very interesting tweet that I, was sent to me. I, I will read it verbatim for you when, when we get there. Okay, perfect. Okay, perfect. So moving on, we got a uh, Neville defeating Rich Swan. By submission with the Rings of Saturn for the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. This was another one. I predicted this one correctly because I think that Neville is doing the best work I've ever seen him do. Like, this is the kind of stuff that we've been waiting for, especially fans like me and you that knew about Pac beforehand. I mean, this is like finally they're giving this guy a platform, and he doesn't sound like this. This I don't even know what the people used to make fun of the way he sounded on the mic because they used to make a joke about it. Now he sounds like a pissed off dude who who means business, and I love it. Uh, what were your thoughts? And I love Rich Swan too. Don't get me wrong, but what are your thoughts on this match and Neville winning the cruiserweight championship? It's one of those pure joy things for me. I, I watched Pac. I, I literally saw Pac for the first time ten years ago this year, and. He's never been anything short of spectacular. And for Neville, Pac, whatever you want to call him, to be the Cruiserweight champion of WWE and finally be given the stage that he deserves is unbelievably joyous for me. It's so cool. Um, I'm going to see that talk about it, actually, because I think it's so fucking awesome. Um, I love Rich Swan, great character in small doses. I think the Rich Swan character needs some work. I think it was good on the classic. I think it'd be good in XT. I don't think it's working for him on the main roster. So the switch to Neville is definitely out of necessity as well. Because they need a strong champion. Now, I, I like that you mentioned, you know, Rich Swan not translating so much on the main roster. 
and this is kind of a sidebar kind of conversation, but I want to get your opinion on it just now that I'm thinking about it. We still got a little bit of time. Do you think that the WWE made a mistake by doing 205 Live right after SmackDown instead of maybe doing it at full circle like they did the Cruiserweight Classic? Because I, I think that's just a better atmosphere for everybody involved. If you mean full sale, then yes. Oh, wait, what did I say? Um, Oh, yeah, 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 Full Sail University, yes, that's what I meant. No worries, no worries. I, I, I just want to make sure that the people knew that you knew the difference. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, Full Sail, here's my thing with Full Sail, I'm going to get major crap for this, again, like, like I got a couple weeks ago from the UK thing. The Full Sail crowd is very much a indie-like crowd, in that they like the chant more to hear their own selves talk than to actually chant for what's going on. That's a great point. That's very true. And and I'm not saying that I'm not guilty of that shit because Lord knows the gorilla, I was a pain and everybody laughs for three years. No question about it. I was a dick, okay? But I've learned, I've gone, I've, I've, I've mended my ways. I don't go and chant just every little freaking thing just to hear myself talk. I think I get hoarse. I'm getting old. I can't talk very long without getting old. I'm getting hoarse now. I'm not sure if the full sale crowd is an idea. I think what they should do is move 205 Live to 7 p.m. Eastern before SmackDown. That would make a lot more sense. I, I would agree with that for sure. And, and, you know, I, I, I love Bradshaw to mention, well, if they can't main event, they shouldn't be there. They're not the freaking main event, John, they're the damn cruiserweights. Yeah, I thought that was odd. And you're referring to his interview with, what what was that on? That was on the network. I remember him saying that. Some, some, some other show, I, I, on the table. So I yeah, it was the one with Rosenberg, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah freaking Rosenberg, who, oh my God, they call me a mark. Oh yeah! Oh, he's he's the biggest mark of all of us, and he got himself a job. I can't believe it. He uh, but but he uh, that's that's funny. But yeah, I, I remember JBL saying that, and it was like, you. I mean, you're spot on with your with your response to that because, I mean, how are you expecting them to get anything other than like a pretty flat reaction when everyone's coming down off the main event of SmackDown, and it isn't like it's two hundred five live featuring like you know one huge match of like you know zach saber jr versus abushi or something going on like it's it's an entire it's an hour-long show with developing characters that people still aren't even used to yet exactly not every single person on this planet watched the cruiserweight classic so it's a matter i i i will they shouldn't necessarily do it. They should move to a five-wide seven-eight before it's not damaged. Uh, I'm going to fish that every week until it gets done. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. So couldn't agree with you more. And next up, we had John Cena defeating AJ Styles for the WWE Championship. He is now a 16-time world champion, tied Ric Flair's record. And, man, I'm so torn on this one not because – sorry, go ahead, Jeff. No, he, no, he didn't tie Ric Flair at all. This whole 16 time thing with Ric Flair is bullshit. Well, I know that they dispute that number, but for like, like the purposes of like what they what they present, that's what the the story is going to be on WWE television. Well, what they present is a falsehood. It's a lie. Right? Because how many how many does he does he technically have Flair? Well, he's got 
the last time I officially went back and counted it, and again, I could be completely wrong, it's either, it's either 20 or 21. Which belts do they not count? Do you know offhand? They count all the belts he held because he was, he was NWA champion, WWE champion, and WWF champion. But they don't count certain reigns within the NWA and WWE structure. Oh, that's right. Okay, I see. Gotcha. Like, like, oh, like, like, like great example. He and Ricky Steamboat had a great match in Spring Stampede 94. The belt got held up. They had a rematch at... Um, Saturday night on a taping in the air like a month, a few weeks later. They don't count that as him losing and held up and regained. They they counted it as it was a it was a draw. Gotcha. So that should have been another title reign, right? He beat Vader at Star King off the Hogan at Bash the Beach, and they counted one. And it's like, okay, let me just get this straight, Michael Cole, and try to better the you're telling me that a show that airs on your network, a pay that airs on your network, didn't happen. Okay. Right, yeah. Okay, so that being said, which, and, I mean, which is... And, and, and what's, funny, what's funny is I got so anal about it at one point, I literally went back and found documented video of every single title reign that I could find of players. I wonder why... Uh... I wonder why they presented as 16. Is it just easier, do you think? Or do they thought no one was going to catch it? It's, it's probably just easier because, I mean, I mean the, the, the big example is when he, was in the, when he beat Sting to regain the NWA championship in 1991, they also count that as the beginning of the WCW championship reign, uh, history. WWE counts that as one reign, not two. I only count him as two because he clearly lost the NWA championship to Fujinami in March of 91 and regained it at the Super Bowl. So, there, there, we, we can really spend the entire podcast doing this. I'm not going to get too far off, uh, you know, off the path here. <laughs> right. I will say, I will say congratulations to my old friend John Cena. Lord knows, 16 world championships in in just under 12 years is unbelievable. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And I, But I do I do agree 100% with what you were saying with uh, those title reigns, though, because, I mean, if 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 he was, if he had lost, if he loses the Fujinami, that's the end of a title reign. He should definitely be a new title reign when he wins the WCW title. Like, that should, I mean, for I, sure. I, I, the, the, the only one that I, I not recognizing with Flair is the switch in Asia with Harley in 84 because like the, the only people that knew about that were like the people that were there. Gotcha. It's... I get that but it did happen. It, it, it's in the 10 pounds of gold book that I have on my bookshelf. It did happen. Interesting. Well, that, see there, that's why we have Jeff Meacham on Talk Wrestling everybody. For, for those kind of facts <laughs> right there. Love it. Um, but and, 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 and everybody that's pissed off that AJ's not champion, don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happens. Yeah, man. I mean, who would have ever thought, like, people like us watching AJ from, 
I mean, I guess even before TNA, I guess technically, but that's how I really started to get to know was, was when TNA got founded and just watching him all the way through and just all these years of everyone saying, this guy's never going to be anything if he ever gets in the WWE, like he should just never go there. And he avoided it for so long for so many different reasons and now he's in and I mean, they can never take that away from him. He was the WWE champion and he was a damn good WWE champion. For many months. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. And, and, and you know, it's funny you mentioned people. I, I, I sat in a little wet box of the gym in Reseda, in, uh, in Hollywood, California, and watched him and Christopher Daniels go 60 minutes in May in the California heat with, the, with no air conditioning in the room. Those two guys went for an hour draw. And I still, I still to this day that if Brian Danielson did not exist on this planet AJ Styles would be the greatest wrestler I ever saw live gotcha and for anybody who might be new to the pro wrestling scene that's Daniel Bryan is who he's referring to so that's uh, that's a big name right there and honestly if you don't know that go hang up go hang up the podcast and go do some learning shame on you Hey, I've got to, I've got to say it. You never know with these, with these wacky renamings they do sometimes in these guys. I mean, I, I'm so surprised we didn't see uh, Borden Stevens or whatever. People were joking about Sting when he came in. Well, even if you didn't know Daniel Bryan was running up in when he first showed up on the original NXT, he called himself running up in when he was eliminated from the show. So you should know by that. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. And, you know, John Cena winning, I think that's a big deal. I, I like that he won. Um, I like him and Styles. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of both guys. You can't go wrong either way with that. And interesting to note, we've still got Elimination Chamber before WrestleMania. So there's still some different ways they might they might could go with that. Uh, but I'll leave it at, at that for now. Is there anything you wanted to say about the match itself between Cena and Styles? Well, the in the room is was it better than Omega versus Okada. I cannot make that comparison. I, I, I have a, I have it in my inbox here on Twitter, actually, a link to the entire Wrestle Kingdom 11 show that I haven't clicked. Oh, so, man. I know, I know. I'm a bad wrestling fan. Well, I know. I know you get shit on Twitter for it. Like, I've seen that. I know I know that, you know, you. I know you don't watch New Japan or, or keep up with it too consistently, but... That's that's something. There's a there's a few matches on that show. You you really got to go out of your way to watch. No, well, trust me. I I have I have my shift night at work, and then I have two days off. I intend fully to watch Wrestle Kingdom Eleven, and I'm gonna watch Okada versus Omega, and I'm gonna go back and watch Cena versus Styles again because Cena Styles was something else, man. It was easily the best match out of either one of those two in some time. Yeah, I'll say, you know, as somebody who saw both of those matches, one thing you really got to keep in mind between the two, AJ Styles, John Cena is 24 minutes, Okada Omega is like 45. So, right. so right. I mean, and, if, if and, Cena Styles has that kind of time, I mean, it's there's a lot of different things you can do. And Omega Okada went all over the freaking building. Styles yes. Cena right. Right, right. I thought both matches were great. Omega right. Okada was... Was really something else because it's something you just you just really don't see often. And Cena and Styles, I mean, they're it's almost like we're spoiled with the two of them. Like we know it's going to be good, 
And it's just like, can they outdo it each time is pretty much what they got to go for. And that's not an easy thing to do, but the two of them seem to be able to do it. So good on them. And uh, let's let's talk the actual Rumble match now, Jeff. We got about a half hour before Raw starts, so we're definitely going to be busy then. Let's do the uh, – yeah. Let's 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 talk this Rumble match. I have no notes. I got nothing in front of me other than Randy Orton, you know, wins the Royal Rumble, eliminating Roman Reigns. The I watched the whole match. I watched the whole show. But we're okay, I guess the first question I've got, and we'll just do like some short answers before we like really deep like dig into it. Would you give okay. the Royal Rumble match itself a thumbs up, a thumbs down, a thumbs in the middle? Everything but the last seven minutes was thumbs up. Once number thirty hit, it went to a thumbs way the hell down. Okay. And, I'm not, and, and, and let me and let me let me clarify before I go on with that. I don't dislike Roman. I don't think he's this ridiculously crappy wrestler or whatever. I think they are shoving him down our throats, and quite frankly, I'm starting to gag on him. Well, I mean, I tweeted it out earlier today. I was just like sitting around just joking about it, but it was all I could think about all day since I watched the Rumble last night. That was, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong or you think differently, but that was, that's WWE creative just trolling the fans, right? I, I think them sending Roman out there is a great example of them trying to make sure that the guy that wins gets a pop. So the, so everyone was going to hate Roman so much that they would pop for anybody else winning, that being Randy Orton. I I personally think Bastion's Wilson could have won the Rumble and then they won the Reigns, they got a pop. Right, yeah, you're probably right. I think I think you're definitely right, actually. And, and what's funny is the memes all over the street are that you know, it's been hard to have a conversation. Uh, 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 who should be number 30? Oh, Joe. Samoa named Joe? I have the idea. Roman Reigns named Joe. Yeah, that's fucking hilarious. That's like, like that's no, a I thousand percent. Lie. That's a, oh my God, that's funny. <laughs> that's, oh, that's like mind-blowingly funny. That's so true, though. That's, like, that's probably exactly what happened. Vince is just sitting back there, just doesn't know what the hell's going on, and my God. But that, so, I mean... I, I've watched, as I'm sure you have, and if you haven't, I would definitely check them out. There's videos online, like, all over the place. He's like, compilation videos of fans reacting to when Roman Reigns came out number 30, and... Yeah, because yeah, Aaron retweeted both of them. Oh, did he? Okay. I, I gotta yeah. go and rewatch, the, rewatch some of them on, uh, off his feed, then. Yeah. That's, that's fucking hilarious. Did I, you like, did yeah. you like Dillinger coming out at 10? Yeah, man, I remember him. I've, I talk about it all the time, but you know, I'm a I'm a big Cody Rhodes fan because because I I knew him back in high school, like in and I just kind of followed his career all the way through. And I remember uh, Cody and uh, Sean Spears at the time, Ty Dillinger, were a tag team back then, and that was like 2006, probably. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. and he's and to see him, and I know he like he he left for a little while. And he came back. So this is technically his second run with the company, but he wasn't gone for very long. And and it's like he kept re- getting repackaged. I remember him uh, 
He was Gavin Spears on the WWE ECW show on Sci-Fi. He was yep. he was Stan getting super kicked by HBK on that DX segment. Uh, I remember, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just all these things were like, is this guy ever going to get a damn break? And I, I'm under the belief that nobody told him to cut his hair like that. Nobody told him to figure this gimmick up. Nobody told him to do any of the things that he's doing. He just took the reins with it, and he just figures, I've been here this damn long. I don't have much time left. If I'm going to make this happen, I'm going to make it happen right now. And and the fans got behind him. And I I just it's a guy that is just it's just a great story I think just just to see him and hopefully he sticks around on the main roster and they figure something out to do with him. Seven hours ago, Triple H tweet: Number ten spot wasn't gifted or given; it was earned, and it was awesome. Love it. I love it. That's awesome. Uh, what now? The fact that there were no real surprises other than Roman is disappointing. Because we were expecting, you know, Samoa Joe. We were expecting, you know, it, it could have been anybody, but they threw Okay. I, I want to read this verbatim and tell me what you think of it. Sure. Go ahead. Fan of mine named Tyler Joseph Smith. His, his Twitter handle is Mr. Tyler J. Smith. He says, everyone used the hashtag no more Roman. And he tweeted this to WWE, to Vince, to Hunter, to Stephanie, to Aaron and to me and to Roman himself, and then he, he put up a thing that uh, it was a, it was a, a Facebook post that he had posted. In the course of his match with Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns took a stunner, a frog spot to a table, an unprotected brass knuckle shot to the face, three cannonballs, several super kicks, a backstabber, very simple maneuvers intended to inflict great damage. At the end, he kicked out of all of those to be beaten with that beaten by bounce off the table and put through a table by Roman. Because when it comes to the reins, logic be damned. He can kick out of anything until it's time for someone to interfere. Then he can't get him in a wet paper bag and he's beat. Roman does not exist in the Roman Reigns match. The frog spots would have finished anyone else in the world. But I had no doubt he was going to kick out. When he took out the shot in the face with brass knuckles, I had no doubt he was going to kick out. When Braun Strowman appeared, I knew Roman was going to lose. Now we had an excuse to lose. Roman Reigns can't lose clean. After resolving all that punishment losing the world title match on the evening, Roman Reigns enters the rubble at number 30, not only eliminates the Undertaker, but makes it to the final two. Roman Reigns has been shoving out his book for years. This is bullshit. The crowd of 52,000 plus screams at the company's top of face. This man gets booed in every venue. This man was U.S. champion against an evil foreigner, and he was booed. Please, WWE, hashtag stop pushing Roman Reigns. Yeah, I could not have said it any better than that. That was perfect. Here's the difference between Roman Reigns and John Cena. Because I've talked to John Cena about this. John Cena, for so long, wanted to be a bad guy after his big babyface run. But he realizes that as long as there's a thing as a Make-A-Wish Foundation, John Cena can't be bad. Roman Reigns came into the company as a heel with the Shield with Ambrose and Rollins and got over despite that. Made it to the 
final two of the 2014 Royal Rumble. And when he didn't win, the people were pissed. Not because of him not winning, because Brian wasn't in the match at all, but the fact that he was in the final two and the people were pissed at the people eliminated him, he volumes. Fast forward a year, and people crap all over him. I even watched the Royal Rumble History DVD that I got at work, at, at work, and he talked about that. He got more booze in 2015 for the Rumble than any louder booze than any heel he'd ever heard. The people don't want him as a guy. And he knows it, and that he is powerless to stop it unless he just flat out walks away. And that's not a knock on Roman. That's a knock on Vincent Kennedy McMahon. It is not okay that Vince McMahon, in his infinite dipshitness up there in his corporate office, keeps deciding to force feed us more spoonfuls of Roman when we clearly don't want anything to do with it. Yeah, I have. Yeah, keep going, keep going. Now, having said that, I think last night is a step in the right direction. I'll tell you why. Who is the biggest heel in the entire world coming out of last night's show? Roman Reigns. Who did he eliminate to get even more gears? The Undertaker. Wouldn't it be something if he just comes out here tonight on Monday Night Raw and says, you know what? I'm sick of this nonsense. I'm sick of this the hell with you, Undertaker, I'm calling your ass out for Mania. Why do you want to see the match of WrestleMania not Undertaker? Fact is, he'll be the bad guy, and we'll actually might like it. Yeah, but I, I agree, man. Like, I think Roman Reigns, it's like the most obvious thing to say, and everybody's saying it, but Roman Reigns as a heel, I'm not opposed to him being one of the top guys as a heel. Because... No. Yeah, there's no pro- like why why not and what and what the fuck are they going to do? This is like as real as this kind of pro wrestling talk can get. Like what the fuck are they going to do? They keep a guy like that baby face, and then let's say Finn Balor comes back, right? Because he's coming back at some point, and the two of them square off. His demographic, the only people cheering for Roman Reigns, women and children, like the the few of them left that are, are going to cheer Finn Balor. Over Roman Reigns for the same reasons they like Roman Reigns. Like there, at that point, nobody is going to be cheering for him, and he's going to be the babyface. How often were we calling for Vince to pull the trigger on John turning heel? Now is the time that they turn Roman heel. My goodness. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. And and I think him coming out and and being the number thirty in the Royal Rumble was a gigantic miss by the company. I mean, if it, I guess it could set up him versus Undertaker. I mean, that might pay off, but if it's going to happen, he's got to turn heel. Like, it's got to be a full heel turn. Like, I mean, especially against a guy like The Undertaker. You've got to do it. You, this yep. is the time. you got to do it. And, and wouldn't it solidify his status as a bad guy if he were to be the guy to ultimately end The Undertaker WrestleMania once and for all? Yeah, I mean, that would be... And, and if they do you think like you you keep him a heel like he's a heel he beats Undertaker and it's like or or does it does it turn into one of those things where he takes out the Undertaker but then there's like that respect or whatever and they just keep trying to shove him down everyone's throat? No, no respect. Come 
beat Jessica Please be an asshole. That's right, beat him. I'll beat your other hero. Who's next? Come on. See, I like that idea. I like that idea a lot. And see, what, what I would do is, I turn him into this monster heel and just start, you know, being a bully, if anything, about it. And then eventually, the money matches there between Uber, sweetheart, good guy John Cena versus badass heel Roman Reigns. Well, and I've been thinking for years, as I'm sure everybody has, like, at some point, that big match is going to happen. Roman Reigns and John Cena. And good luck trying to do that face versus face. I mean... Yeah, there's no way. If it's a baby face match, the world will crap on it with gusto. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. One of the last questions I got for you, man, regarding the Royal Rumble, and we gotta, we got to get out of here soon. Yes, sir. What, what are... What are your thoughts on Randy Orton winning the Royal Rumble? Um, well, the odd makers certainly had that one, didn't they? Shit, yeah. Nobody had that. Wow. No, actually, Aaron posted a thing Sunday morning that the odds were in Randy Orton's favor. He was like a, he was like a seven to eight or whatever. Seven over, he, he was way over on the over-under. Wow. So, I wonder, I wonder who's, I wonder who's in on making those odds. Because I I didn't I didn't see that coming from any I that was the the vintage uh, you know Randy Orton out of nowhere for me like I don't I did not see him winning the Royal Rumble coming at all. I can I can say this now and people think I'm bullshitting, but once I saw Orton eliminated, I looked at the rest of the field and I went, okay, if Roman wins, they're gonna riot. So it's gonna be Orton. Do you think we're going to get Randy Orton and John Cena? Do you think Cena keeps that belt? Because we haven't seen that in a while, but we have seen it a lot of times. That, that goes back to a tweet I sent to my old co-host, JJ, earlier today, because I saw that post by Aaron, they posted the graphic of that picture. When Cena faced Batista at WrestleMania back in 2010, JJ literally stood up in his living room and turned his back on the TV during the main event of WrestleMania. Wow, yeah. Refused to watch Cena Batista because it was such a crappy build, such a crappy match. If this happens at Mania this year, I'm doing the same thing. I'm so sick of the Orton Cena saga. I'm over it. I get they came up together. I get they're the 2002 class. I blah 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 blah. blah, 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 blah whatever. I don't care. Um, it's, it's useless. I think that Orton should go against the Universal Champion. Oh, okay. I see. I hadn't even really considered that. And they never, they never made any kind of announcement one way or another, like what the rules were for this. Because I, I know that's what it used to be. You, uh, when the original brand split happened, the Royal Rumble winner got to choose what championship. Even when ECW was around, you had you know the option. No one's going to do it, but yep. you had you had the option. Yep. Um, is that? I wonder if that's what the rules are still. And do you think we get Randy Orton, Kevin Owens, or is Orton, or is uh, Owens dropping the belt before Mania? I think Owens is dropping the belt between now and then. To who do you think? Hard to say. I mean, Roman um, Roman's still got time. To, who knows what they're going to wind up, you know, ultimately doing with him? He's still got you time. Know, I, 
you know, if Roman doesn't face Undertaker, I wouldn't mind seeing Roman versus Orton. That wouldn't be a huge disappointment to me. That might be a decent little match. Um, but I think the Golden Hours from Undertaker. So, because <laughs> you, you think the end game would be almost a Jericho WrestleMania. So. Yeah, for that's that's what I mean. That's that's got to be it, right? I mean, I li- I like them as a, as what they're doing. I I really entertain with their little like little buddy buddy thing that they do. But I mean, WrestleMania seems to be the time to to do that match. That's why I was so sure Owens was dropping because it all made so much sense for you know Reigns to you know drop the U.S. belt so he's got room to you know basically wear the Universal title, give Jericho something to carry. So that they can do Jericho Owens for the U.S. title is what I figured like was going to be kind of like the triangle of the titles moving to get that to happen. And it will end up that way. Um, I just know who Owens would drop the title to at uh, the next the next time he had an opportunity. Well, I'll have to wait and see, I guess. You know, I, uh, I'll I'll end it on this question. Do you have any uh, any inside? NoDQ.com type knowledge on the status of Finn Balor because he might be ready to come back pretty soon and maybe him. Well, I am not the uh, the uh, the Dave Meltzer of NoDQ. I am the uh, I am the uh, Charlie Caruso of NoDQ, I guess. Yeah, but um, you're the you're the guy that knows the guys, so you know. I am the guy that knows the guys, but I I I. I my guys are not guys anymore. They, 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 I don't have the insight like I used to. Um, I will say the last I heard about Balor is still going to be a couple of months. Okay. Well, we'll leave it at that. Jeff, is there anything else you'd like to, to say to plug? Definitely tell people where they can find you, where they can find your shows at, because uh, we got to get out of here and watch some Raw. Yes, definitely. It's almost that time. Um, let me just say that uh, you can find me Every week, hopefully every week, on NoDQ's official YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Aaron with NoDQ or NoDQCW if you want to your old address. Um, find me on Twitter at underscore Jeff Meacham, Instagram, same thing, Facebook, none of your damn fitness. Um, and as always, uh, I, might, I will definitely be back on this show probably, probably for Mania. Talk about WrestleMania either before or after, but I will say that I completely use you today, Stephen, because this is a dry run for me to do audio shows again. Because I haven't done audio shows since 2004, strictly audio. And my old buddy Greg Cherry and I decided that with the uh, technological issues we're having with videotaping coast to coast, which is our show we do every quarter, or every major pay per view anyway. Awesome. Love it, man. Well, Jeff, thanks very much for coming on the show again. Uh, we're definitely going to do this soon. I love the idea of doing it around Mania again. Uh, there's going to be a lot to talk about. Uh, a lot of stuff happening between now and then. And I will be uh, making the trip to Orlando to go live. I've got my NXT tickets already for uh, the night before. Haven't signed my Mania tickets just yet, but uh, that's going to be happening soon. But I do plan on 
making the trip this year. So if that changes for you, man, you got to let me know. Get together, drink a beer or something. I think the most important question is, do you have your Hall of Fame ticket? No, I don't. I'm still, I'm still up in the air on that, man. It's... That's a t- it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money for those those shows. But it's Kurt Angle. I know, dude. I'm well. I'm hoping we see Kurt Angle, you know, wrestling the night after WrestleMania or two nights after WrestleMania. Perhaps. Um, let me just leave you with this, Steve. And this is a a, a, a advice I leave my friends and my family whenever I depart from them for the night. Even my friends, be good. If you can't be good, be careful. All right, man. Well, you have a good one, Jeff. Have a good night. All right, Jeff. Enjoy Raw. Yes, sir. All right, see you, brother. All right, everyone. And that was Jeff Meacham of NoDQ.com. That was a great podcast. I really enjoyed talking to Jeff and talk a lot about the WWE, a lot about the UFC. And we had to get out of here a little early because Monday Night Raw is about to start. We recorded this on Monday, January the 30th, and it's about to come on. So you can follow me on Twitter at F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. That's at Fight Talk underscore. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and Podomatic. Please rate and comment on the podcast as well. It helps out a whole lot. It really, really does. Also, you can find my Fight Talk podcast t-shirts online now. You've got a lot of different colors and hoodies, t-shirts, long sleeve tees, tank tops, pretty much everything you can think of. Let me know if you need one. I can get you one from the website or I can get you one in person. And you can just let me know if you need one of those. So thank you guys very much for listening and I will be back soon. The episode you just heard of the Fight Talk podcast was brought to you in part by Vacated Title. Vacated Title is an elite design and lifestyle brand for wrestlers, promotions, and wrestling fans. VacatedTitle.com will be launching soon, and check out at Vacated Title on Twitter for the latest updates.